Dueling Genre Productions presents. Oh my god, do you see that? When a freak accident strikes McKinney City, ordinary citizens are given amazing abilities. I can move things with my mind. Oh my god, I'm flying. I can fly. I can teleport and I can fly. Super senses. What, like Daredevil? We are just playing fast and loose with this whole science thing today, aren't we? Now, there are villains. Billy, when you have an arch nemesis, do you just kill them immediately? No. You tie the ropes just loose enough so that they can keep escaping. That way, when you finally do win the day, you can sleep well knowing that you rose to the challenge. Your brain works differently than other people's, doesn't it? And heroes. Leah Markowitz, Gwendolyn Allen, Jeffrey Gibson, Mindy Gibson, Simon Holt, Splendid, you're all here. I'm going to make you all into superheroes. Screw it. Let's go save the day. The Powerful. After I drain everyone here, McKinney City will be mine. I'm going to show this whole city what real passion truly is. And the underdogs. You're all imagining me as a singing, dancing chipmunk right now, aren't you? The people in that store need help, and we can help them in a way no one else can. We have great power, which means they're our responsibility. I mean, Jesus, what's the point of having five freaking Spider-Man movies if we can't even learn to do that? Geek by Night, an original podcast series about five friends running a comic book store with superpowers. You're really going to keep running a comic book shop while trying to be superheroes? It might not always be easy, but I think the world could use a few more underdogs. Available at DuelingGenre.com and podcast apps everywhere. Dueling Genre Welcome back to Rocky Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Rocky one minute at a time. I'm Doug Reaver. And I'm Jason Haynes. Joining us again from Quebec, Canada, Matt Marchand. What's up, Matt? Hey, guys. Thanks. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for coming back. Yeah, All right. Today, we're knocking out Minute 77, which begins with Rocky defending his lady, and it ends with Rocky breaking some ribs. Ooh, whose ribs did he break it? Beating the meat today, so I was say, yeah. <laughs> who does? I've been looking forward to this all week. If you just start with that sentence, this minute ends with Rocky breaking ribs. You think maybe he would be breaking Paulie's ribs? Ooh, We're talking fresh, yeah. right? Look, man, if fucking beating the meat was the key to being a great fighter, I would be heavyweight champion. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke, a little masturbation joke. Uh, <laughs> Jay, this is a kid's show, please. Sorry, that was a joke. No, I meant, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I used to go outside the abattoir. Punch the meat. Punch the meat. <laughs> so, so Paulie, uh, last minute, asked Rocky if he's bowling his sister. And Rocky puts him in his place. Puts him in his what? <laughs> Rocky puts him in his place by telling him not to talk dirty about Adrian. And he, mm. he kind of gives him a little push, a little physical contact here. Was that in the last minute? Yesterday? No, the, this... Is he end- what? It, it ended with Paulie saying, are you balling my sister? Right. Are you balling her? Paulie's unfazed. And it's almost like he's intentionally trying to set Rocky off. Mm-hmm. Are we getting that? Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. Why, though? I don't know. I just kind of get that reaction, you know? Yeah. The, the only way this can end is with Paulie very injured. I, 
Because Rocky seems to kind of like, I don't want to say joke things off all the time, but kind of like, you know, kind of like switches the subject or mm. goes around things, especially when Polly's like asking me, like, kind of like, you know, oh, forget about that. And yeah. So I guess it's maybe he's just trying to set him off just to get that final reaction out of him so that they can clear the air, so to speak. Yeah, but it's, I mean, he, he doesn't really get the reaction that he wants first when he says, are you bowling her? So he ups the ante and asks, are you screwing my sister? Mm-hmm. Like, why? You're going to go there. And like I said, you, the only way this is going to end is with Paul again, his nose broken. But Paulie thinks he's a tough guy, though. I think, like, deep in his, deep down inside, Paulie is not intimidated. Like, Paulie thinks that he could beat up Rocky in his own little world. Like, he thinks he's a tough guy. And I mean, he might be. We haven't seen anything to prove that yet, but. I, he just has that bravado about him that I don't think he is intimidated mm-hmm. yet. Might be shortly. <laughs> we'll see. But Rocky still doesn't stoop down to Paulie's level here. All he says is, that's why I can't connect you with Gazel because you got a big mouth. And he goes to leave. But when Paulie doesn't get the reaction that he's looking for out of Rocky, so he's the one that ends up blowing a fuse. But Rocky says something. He goes, uh, see, this is why I can't connect you with Gazel because you got a big mouth. Is that really the reason? Like... No, you think a big mouth would serve him well in that job. Like that's that's the reason that you know you're Rocky and and Paulie wants to work with Gazo so bad, and you're just going to be like, no, because you got a big mouth. Like that's that's not the reason. I, I mean, I we had a, uh, another guest one time who was it who who basically thought that that Rocky that Paulie would get in trouble if he worked for Gazo. Like Paulie's got a temper; he's not in control of himself most of the time. He drinks a lot. We're going to find out, and that if Paulie worked for Gazo, like it, it wouldn't end well. It would end. With him killing somebody, him ended up in jail, him doing something really stupid. But it's not – why doesn't Rocky just say the truth? Just tell Paulie why you don't want him to work for Gazo. Apparently it's because you got a big mouth. And he also – Rocky says something here. He goes, you don't talk dirty about your sister. It just goes back around to show you what a nice guy Rocky is. It's He's right. standing up for talk, his lady. You shouldn't talk dirty about your sister. Exactly. So Paulie blows up and he says – he's yelling that it's cold in here and it stinks in here and you stink. So Paulie really wanted to get the job with Gazzle because he's tired of the meat industry. You know, like I said last minute, he's he doesn't get this job. This is his life. He's stuck mm-hmm. in this freezer with the arthritic hands and cutting meat in the cold. Is anyone getting the impression from these from the just in the in nineteen seventy six in Philadelphia, just everywhere stunk? Like <laughs> that's like a recurring theme here. <laughs> Rocky's talks about his apartment stinks. You know, he's talking about the meat place stinks. Is it just like a, a just all of Philadelphia just stinks? Sorry to our Philadelphia listeners. <laughs> we don't mean anything by this. I'm just raising a question. It sure sounds like it. <laughs> no, it's stunk. It's I went to the I went to the I went down there and then uh, I went down to Philly. Mm-hmm. We actually had a whole week of stuff planned that I wanted to do, but I fell through at the last second. So I was like, you know what? I'll just you know drive. <sighs> we lost him. Oh, we lost you. Come back. Mm-hmm. Lost you right in the middle of a good story. How do you think this story was going to end? Are we still on? Are we still? Oh, we're still recording. What? What do you? So he was going to Philadelphia. He had a bunch of week worth of plans that fell through. That fell through. So I decided I was just going to drive. Where did he go? Oh, sorry. Oh. I'm in guys again there. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're we're hanging on. We're dying to hear the end of the <laughs> Where story. Where did you drive to? <laughs> <laughs> from, from seaside to the oh, that's to the rocky steps, like down there, and uh, the whole the whole place was uh, sealed off. For this what? Made in America festival or something like that, and uh, 
couldn't couldn't get anywhere near the steps. Tried to go, tried to walk all the way around the perimeter of the museum. Tried to get in every way I could. Mm-hmm. Was that the only time you were down at the Rocky Steps? Yeah, man, you couldn't even get close. Yeah. Well, now you have a connection, uh, Mike Kunda. He can he can get you to the Rocky Steps. I bet. Yeah, I should have called him when I was there, man. Yeah. I didn't think of it. <laughs> All right, so after Pauly blows up, he takes a few jabs at the nearest hanging side of beef. (laughs) But he doesn't, I mean, there's no, you know, just like kind of recklessly punches it with the inside of his hand. It's not like he wasn't boxing it like Rocky's about to do. Rocky sees that and like he, he, it's like a light bulb goes off over Rocky's head. He's looking at the meat, looks up to, he gets really like intense look on his face when he goes up to Pauly. Yeah. So yeah, he pushes Paulie out of the way a little bit, and then he he just. I like that that push he gives him too. That mm-hmm. step aside. Yeah, yeah. It was like a slow, deliberate. It wasn't just just get out of the way. He starts he's got those shark eyes going. Yeah, he's got when he gets intense, that look in his eyes. So he starts punching the meat like a heavy bag. So he, he's he punches for about ten seconds, and then you hear a few snapping sounds. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's breaking the ribs. If he can break the ribs of a cow that's hanging there, wonder what he could do to a man, to Apollo Creed. Right. Is it maybe a bit of foreshadowing here? Yeah. But do you he think a body like you've never seen? Yeah. Were you gonna say something? Jim? I don't remember what I was gonna say. There's a, a couple of seconds there when he's when he's going off on the meat where he actually looks at Paulie as he's punching. Yeah. It's like uh like seconds 38, 39, 40, around that mark. Yeah. I wonder if that's like a... I think it's like a... A threat? I don't think... I think he's... So watch it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't know who you're messing with. Easily do this to you kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Like, if the meat wasn't here, I might have done this to you, but the meat's here, so I'm going to do it to the meat <laughs> kind of thing. And he's, he's trying He's trying to... I, I think, like you said, like a light bulb went off. He kind of looked at it like... This could be good for training, number one. And number two, he's a little mad at Paulie right now, so he can kind of like get his aggression out, show up Paulie, intimidate Paulie without having to get into any confrontation with Paulie at all. Because Rocky is not a very confrontational person, as we have seen. Right. At all. So this was a good a good way for him to get some uh get something off your chest by actions and not words. Or not do saying or doing something you'll regret. Mm-hmm. He's a nice guy. You know, maybe the, the meat wasn't tender enough the day before. Right. Now, if you, <laughs> if you buy, if you end up buying that piece of meat, is it better, like nice and tenderized, or is yeah. it a little tough? You just take it. Imagine the person who did buy it mm. was like, "That's a piece of movie history." He just ate. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas the person that bought it, they just want some some nice ribs to throw on the grill. And he's like, "Why are all these ribs broken?" <laughs> Choke on the bone. <laughs> yeah. Are, you know what else I've noticed? There's nobody else in the in the place. I don't see any other people here. Is there? Like, is Paulie the only one that works there? <laughs> it looks that way. Sly, Sly should have like uh, had that slab of meat like like laminated. Yeah. <laughs> how do you how do you laminate a cow? <laughs> or put like a glass case. Give it to the Smithsonian. Fifty million dollars. <laughs> that Planet Hollywood hanging. I mean, the best. Parts of the steak are all there. We'll have to go over some steak now. Yeah, so if Sylvester Stallone never put his hands on that. That would that would be a pretty valuable piece of meat. I'm sure it wouldn't uh, keep over all these years, though. Probably not. It's probably maggots and whatnot. So 
they didn't know exactly how to get they sly knew that he wanted to have the meat punching part in the script but they didn't know how to transition from his conversation with paulie to just randomly punching meat so uh Bert Young said it was his idea for the uh, the transition for Paulie to blow up and take a few shots at the meat first for Rocky to get the idea. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Bert Young yeah, slaps it, like kind of slaps it from the side there. Yeah, yeah, little little nugget right there. Well, Bert Young trying to get some credit for things sounds yeah. like to me. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, my phone text message coming in. <laughs> Talks amongst yourselves. Is that Burt Young? <laughs> Burt Young did not like that last comment at all. <laughs> not many people know this, but he's got that hook of meat at home. <laughs> he ain't taking that home. If I had that much like good steak in my house, it wouldn't last a day. Actually, that would be a lot of steak <laughs> to eat in one day. But <laughs> um, What is your background with the Rocky movies? You remember first seeing it or anything? Wow. Um, I think I saw Rocky three first. Mm-hmm. And my brother had rented it, and uh, I watched it, and I thought, I, I thought that was great. I think it was after I saw First Blood, because I think First Blood was the, the, the film that introduced me to Sly. Oh, yeah. Um, and that just, that, that was, that was, wow, that was incredible. But anyway, um, so yeah, Rocky three was the first one, and then I watched Rocky two. I went and rented Rocky two, mm-hmm. and here we didn't have Rocky in English, the first one in English. So I only ended up seeing Rocky like the first Rocky when I was like fourteen, fifteen. Did it have subtitles or was it dubbed over? No, it was like a dubbed over French copy that we had here. It didn't dawn on me when I was a little kid to just go get go get, go to like a different video store. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that didn't dawn on me. I just kind of accepted what you were given and kind of rolled with it. Yeah, so it was like uh, three, two, four, and then five was the first one I saw in the theater, and that that blew me away. Just mm. that just completely blew me away. You know, I, I think either Rocky Two or Rocky Three was also my first introduction to it, and I remember being a kid i was young when i first saw it and the like the slow motion scenes with with mr t yeah when he's uh what of course you were young when you first saw it oh <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the, the, the last week the slow motion scenes with i think i was eight when i saw it when i saw rocky <laughs> somewhere around eight years old yeah that's what, pretty much when we all probably saw it the uh yeah i guess it was right about then but uh, like I was saying, the slow motion scenes with Mr. T punching Rocky was it like scared me for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty intimidating too. You hear that roar coming? That yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the slow motion plus the sound effects were yeah, kind of frightened, frightened little Doug. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. You guys got got anything else for the minute? Nope, man. That's all I got. All right. All right. So you got. Uh, Rambo Mania, you got Slycast. I mean, not Slycast, Stallone Fanatics. Yeah, I've been on the Slycast. Those guys are great. Those, like, Craig, Jeff, Jeff, and Mike, man, amazing, mm-hmm. amazing. I've also had Mike on my show and Craig on my show a couple of times, Ooh. too. Oh, did you? The Canadian accent really came out right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> what Craig on my show really came out. Wow. That's the first time, that's the first in these two days now that I really... 
you really caught the Canadian yeah, the, accent. The stereotypical Canadian accent just came out. <laughs> you follow that up with an A. <laughs> Wear it proud, Matt. Wear it proud. I like it. I was waiting for more show, right? Yeah, my show, eh? All right. But yeah, they were great, and and, and Sly Cat, uh, Stallone Fanatics, like just wow, it's a lot of fun. I think we're gearing up for we're gonna do the uh, the lost versions of Rocky. I think that's coming up next. We were gonna do Cobra for Christmas. No man, we don't know if we have enough time to do Cobra for Christmas because we wouldn't just be looking at Cobra. We were gonna look at the the novel. Uh, then we're gonna look at the remake. We're gonna talk about the remake of the remake, which is coming out. Next year, we were going to look at the both first and second drafts of the script and the uh, Stallone Beverly Hills Cop stuff, as well as uh, what was going to be in Cobra 2, the sequel that got canceled. So we had a, we, so I don't think there's enough time to get all that done before Christmas, so we yeah. might do it for the anniversary of Cobra next year. I didn't realize there was that much Cobra information out there. Yeah, and I just found a Cobra comic book, too, from 87. Oh, my God, really? <laughs> a Hungarian Cobra comic book, yeah. Oh, boy. Have you guys uh, seen the remake with uh, Cindy Crawford and uh, I think it's Stephen Baldwin? I think it's called Fair Game. No, I, I never knew they – I mean, I've seen the original Cobra. I never knew they remade it. Well, I, I say remake, but it's it's like like a direct adaptation of the novel that oh, okay. kind of inspired Cobra. But I just, I just call it the remake because – even even when you search up that movie on, on like on Google, like right under that the poster for that is like the Cobra poster. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's, that's it was Stallone's own personal take on the the novel, I guess, huh? Hmm. Hmm. The Beverly Hills Cop stuff was pretty interesting too. Uh, how they wanted to do that, and and uh, the ideas that they were going to save from the first one to put into the sequel mm-hmm. were wow. Wow, just insane. Well, listen, everybody, why don't you go check Stallone Fanatics in uh, sometime, I mean, Christmas as of the time that this airs is long in our past. Yes. So so maybe you, you'll you have already put it out by the time this airs. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, or, or be getting around to it. Yeah, so go check out Stallone Fanatics. Um, as of right now, Stallone Fanatics is not on iTunes. How can people search it? That is funny because we were talking the other day and uh, someone actually put it on iTunes. We don't, we don't, we have no idea who did it. Really? But someone put up all the episodes, I think, on iTunes. So we're trying to figure that out. We have some on archive.org, some, I think, on Blueberry. Blueberry Castbox was the other one? Yeah, Castbox. Yeah. All right. Everybody go search that out and listen to Matt and former guest Chris Goff. I got some entertaining discussions about Sylvester Stallone, so go check it out. Yeah, uh, if, if people have have watched, I guess the shows up to now, they'll actually hear a lot of that that alternate stuff that we were just talking about. A lot of it every week, we kind of try and throw in some some sort of unknown thing that some really rare thing, you know. It's pretty cool, man. Keep up the good work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're on Twitter at Rocky Minute. Our Facebook listeners group is Mighty Mix, and our episodes go out on DuelingGenre.com, our parent website. And uh, if you want to send us an email, we're RockyMinute at gmail.com, so uh, drop us a line. And then tomorrow, what do we got tomorrow? I don't know. Tune in tomorrow, find out. We got Minute 78 tomorrow, so tune in and join us on the next Rocky Minute.